This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors in the financial industry. Outer Blue by Amundi. Welcome to Blue Convictions, market analysis and asset allocation views. Hello and thank you for joining us for this month's Blue Convictions podcast, our first podcast of the year. The first weeks of 2022 have seen some strong market gyrations and there are lots of factors behind this, not least central banks' reactions to high inflation numbers, the Omicron variant of COVID-19 which has been sweeping the globe, and geopolitical risks as well. So as markets assess the growth, inflation and monetary policy paths ahead, what can we expect from the rest of the year? Well, here to help us make sense of all of this, I'm joined now by Monica Defem, the Global Head of Research here at Amundi. Hello, Monica. Welcome to you and Happy New Year. Hi, Tom. Happy New Year to everyone. Thanks, Monica. The start of the year has been fairly eventful and markets have been reacting to some heavy news flows. What are your thoughts at this early stage? Well, it's at the time of recording, we are just entering the third week of January and a lot has already happened. The market reaction so far, um, having in mind that uh, European S&P 500 are down uh, almost 8 to, to 10, to 10%, but this is uh, a correction. Uh, we don't think it's a structural de-risking. Having said that, there are uh, at least four elements I would like to emphasize. First, Omicron variant. Um, we are transitioning from a pandemic into an endemic. Uh, it will have an impact uh, on the uh, on on growth, uh, but economies uh, have been learning over time how to end up uh, to uh, COVID variants. However, uh, this, um, this new wave will have an impact on uh, supply chain bottlenecks. This uh, uh, leads us to the second point I would like to make here is inflation. Uh, inflation will be higher for a more extended period, at least in the developed market. And these are the required the uh, central banks uh, in the developed market uh, to um, position bold uh, to, to control inflation. Reaction faction uh, from the central banks are still unknown and we do not know how the investors uh, will, react, will react to, for example, quantitative uh, uh, tightening. So uh, this is something that we will need to monitor. Um, over time, inflation has been assuming a psychological and political dimension. Uh, it was uh, the case in the uh, at the ECB, but it's also the case for the Biden uh, administration. So this is, uh, again, something that will wait uh, on the political uh, agenda. Third, to mention the geopolitical risk, which is back. We have seen Kazakhstan at the beginning of the year. We are now seeing Russia and Ukraine that are reaching a climax in their send-off. All in all, this is having an impact on energy and commodity uh, prices. The markets remain tight volatile and extremely exposed to political risk. Then we have Europe uh, with the political agenda that is getting crowded with the Italian election, the French election at the time when new fiscal rules uh, needs to be unfolded and the next generation uh, plan has to be uh, implemented. In the UK, Boris Johnson is weaker uh, than he was in the past and it looks like we are all looking for the uh, election uh, to, to take a place uh, in Great Britain. Last but not least, Chinese rebalancing. 
Um, we see ongoing troubles in the Chinese real estate sector. Uh, policies are turning faster, uh, supportive, but investors, as investors, we need to uh, really uh, forget the idea of high uh, GDP numbers, which is not what is in the uh, political agenda for China. And Monica, in line with these news flows, have you reassessed the Amundi outlook for 2022? Thank you, Tom. Yes, indeed. Our central scenario today is darker uh, than in November's outlook, and it's not actually what the market is currently pricing in. In particular, we are um, emphasizing uh, the deterioration of the growth-inflation mix. Uh, growth is lower and inflation is higher and is going to be higher for a more extended period throughout 2022. And the monetary uh, policy uh, as you know, we expect a more lasting inflation trend uh, globally. Uh, price dynamics continue to move on factors that are outside uh, the central bank's uh, control, and this eventually might dilute the efficacy uh, of their, uh, their intervention. Since December, the Fed, the Bank of England, and the ECB positioned to control inflation, and the ECB in particular surprised us for its oakiness. We envisage it will be, take some time. Uh, for rates hikes to temper price dynamics, while uh, we uh, fear that the impact of a quantitative tightening on financing conditions and the real economy might be particularly harsh. Um, let me spend a few words on China. The Omicron outbreak complicates uh, China's recovery path in Q1, so we lower down uh, our uh, expectation for the year, holding to a zero-tolerance policy uh, local governments really stepped out uh, social distancing rules ahead of the Chinese New Year, which will weigh eventually on mobility and services consumption again. Monica, what are the key risks you see going forwards? There is a, a, a long list of risks, but I would spot uh, at least two. The forthcoming uh, US and European reporting season. Why? Because uh, we've seen inflation moving higher, uh, producer price indexes moving higher, but this has not yet been transferred. So the pass through uh, has not materialized yet, which eventually on one side poses the risk of margin compressions on the corporate sector and eventually uh, the, uh, the risk of higher uh, consumer price uh, um, readings uh, as uh, this pass through uh, will, uh, will uh, materialize. So uh, we are watchful on the reporting season. And then uh, the fixed income dynamics, in particular on the real yields components, which means interest rates once you carve out uh, inflation. And we are uh, looking at the changes uh, so the speed of adjustment rather than uh, than levels. Why? Because equity valuations are not cheap. And uh, in terms of asset allocation, low real yields play in favor of, of equities uh, uh, versus bonds. So this is why it is key uh, to look at uh, um, to look at real yields. Last but not least, again on the uh, equity market. Uh, we are looking at the concentration risk. What does it mean? That if I look at the S&P 500 uh, composition, two-thirds of the index are made of growth stocks. And growth is going to, su uh, to suffer uh, at a time of rising, uh, rising inflation. And 10 stocks cover almost 50% 
of the total risk of the uh, of the uh, index uh, exposure. So uh, this is something we need to uh, bear bear in mind. But with all the risks that we have been um, listing so far, we do believe that the equity market um, is on a correction. It's not on a de-risking phase. And the uh, Bund, uh, the uh, German 10 years rate that has been moving positive uh, the first time since 2019, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an happening. But uh, we really uh, don't think that this uh, will be necessarily negative for a risky asset. Although less ECB, if uh, you allow me the expression, will bring more, more volatility on peripheral spreads. It's time to uh, be back to fundamentals again. And lastly, Monica, what are the main investment convictions? We remain uh, short duration on the uh, fixed income uh, side. We are uh, a bit more constructive on China and emerging markets. Um, in the bonds, we really reiterate this message that we need to uh, play it uh, on a flexible way, try to take opportunities playing the central bank's asynchrony. On the equity side, we are uh, overall neutral, but uh, as, uh, as we said in the past, uh, we do position in relative terms, which means, for example, uh, we uh, have a big uh, value tilt in, in our portfolios. And this is the reason why we do prefer European and uh, Japanese equity markets. We are selective on emerging markets such as India and, and China. Uh, value will continue to be favored versus uh, technology technology, uh, which is a typical uh, growth uh, sector. Uh, we are more cautious on large sized overvalue names and prefer companies with high pricing power uh, for uh, the um, for the reason that we, we have been highlighting before, the pass through from producer price indexes to consumer uh, price, uh, price indexes. And last but not least, the just transition towards a net zero economy will also provide a new opportunity set for investors to play the great ESG uh, transformation. Okay, well, that's all we've got time for. Monica Defend, the Global Head of Research here at Amundi. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Tom. Thank you all. And looking forward uh, for this roller coaster into 2022. Absolutely. Thanks again, Monica. And thanks to you for listening. We hope to have you with us again very soon for another Blue Convictions podcast. This podcast is only for the attention of professional investors as defined in Directive 2004-39-EC, dated 21st of April 2004, on markets in financial instruments called MIFID, investment services providers, and any other professional of the financial industry. Views are subject to change and should not be relied upon as investment advice on behalf of Amundi.